you know, last year I had 500 people here and I really wanted to be on the ground and see how people reacted and the reactions of them living in this prototype living, that's what we call it, um, living in this way was really fascinating to me because people dropped really quickly. They stopped using their mobile phones. They very, very quickly learnt how to, you know, passively learn. So for example, we've got solar chargers here for mobile phones. They're like, look, you don't need the lights on. We don't need energy. Let's just use the sun. You know, so that, you know, and they're like, wow, this is amazing. You know, and, uh, and they won't forget that. And it makes a connection, not a disconnect. You're listening to the Spaceship Earth podcast with me, Dan Burgess. Uh, welcome to the show. This is uh, episode 24. Uh, thanks for tuning in. means a lot that you're, uh, that you're supporting the Spaceship Earth and uh, hopefully you'll enjoy this next conversation. Uh, the Spaceship Earth podcast is explorations, conversation and riffs with humans who are journeying towards a more beautiful world, uh, a world which recognises the Earth is a living system, a complex web of relationships and interconnections which together create the conditions for all life to thrive and survive, including us humans, and uh, where every living thing is a participant in this web. We're all co-creators, regenerating life, a world where we are all active crew of the spaceship Earth, shifting us away from the passenger mentality of a passive consumerist society as the spell of the industrial growth, infinite growth uh, society starts to run out. Uh, I talk with activists, creatives, artists, healers, entrepreneurs, mavericks, thinkers, writers, teachers, and many more, because there are no passengers on Spaceship Earth, we're all crew. In this episode, uh, I'm having a conversation with a remarkable woman called Louise Middleton, um, the founder of Kudvar. Um, now, Kudvar is quite a difficult thing to explain, um, but hopefully through the conversation you'll get it. But essentially, uh, Louise has dreamed up, really, um, a place um, uh, called Kudvar, which exists currently um, on the North Cornish coast in the UK. Uh, it's a very remote, very wild spot. Um, very interesting uh, place, uh, landscape. Um, and uh, she has uh, designed this um, place for people to ground themselves, to stay, to experience uh, nature, I would say, in a very raw way. Um, a place to kind of strip away our distractions of modern life um, and to ground back ourselves into, into life, to help us with our kind of creative energies, our sense of connection to place with nature, with each other. Um, and through a sort of remarkable kind of approach to designing um, Kudvars themselves, which you will uh, understand as we get into the conversation. But I don't wanna to talk too much about it because I think that's what we're expressing. But I think what Louise is doing is, you know, this moment in time is, is really important because she's also experimenting a lot with what, uh, what this type of context is doing to humans why it's so important what's the impacts of being able to disconnect ourselves from this kind of um, highly modern way of, of sort of being in the world to something which is more stripped back 
more raw, slightly simpler, um, but more connected? What and how does that impact? Particularly, she's exploring a lot around how does that impact our creativity and our and our sense of connection with each other. So, super fascinating. I went down in um, in April. Been chatting with Louise uh, on and off for a couple of years since she started Kudvar. Managed to get down in April. Stayed a night down there and a day. And we had this conversation uh, on the back of it, uh, uh, coming off a huge gale that had blown through the night while I was uh, sleeping in a Kudvar. Um, but yeah, check out in the show notes. There's some photos. There's a links to uh, to Kudvar and Louise and what she's doing. Uh, highly recommend if you get the chance to go down and stay there. If you're in the zone down there in the hood, check in. It's an amazing place. So um, yeah, let's cut to it. This is episode 24 of the Spaceship Earth podcast with Louise Middleton from Kudvar. Right. Well, Louise, welcome to the Spaceship Earth podcast. Thank you very much, Dan. <laughs> Here live from a Kudvar. That's correct. <laughs> I'm hoping the acoustics are going to be good. Oh, well, I... What I hope is I hope I hope our listeners get a little bit of the wind effect because um, we're quite high up. I mean, I'll put all these. I'll put some photos, obviously, in the in the show notes people can see. But I mean, let, what's a, what is a kudvar? Can we start with that? Like, <laughs> where what is this? Just this for someone that wouldn't is not here with us right now. How would you? Uh, <laughs> how can we? <laughs> how can we describe the kudvar? It's actually really difficult. Mm. Um, but what we're sitting in at the moment is a structure and that's seven meters off the ground. So it is really high and um, it's got car steel steps that go up probably about 15, 16, don't exactly know. Mm. And then a box that's made out of larch, um, Scandinavian larch, and then the interior is birch ply. And that's kind of geometric shape with a um, yeah a mezzanine, <laughs> little mezzanine on the top. It's a really fun space. Uh, it's like I mean, I slept in one last night, and it was extraordinary. I have to say, it was like um, very elemental. I mean, we picked a night right because there was um, some proper gales coming through. We're right on the North Cornish coast, aren't we? So like, maybe let's give some context <coughs> to this place and mm. maybe we just get into actually just how this, mm. how this all came about because, yeah. you know, what, t tell us about here and why you start, how Kudvar started, I guess. Yeah, so um, I was looking for a piece of land. I looked for about two years and I've had pieces of land before that I've managed, mm. sort of sustainably managed. And uh, yeah, I had I had um, some money and I wanted to put it into somewhere that felt really safe and somewhere that I could, um, yeah, somewhere that I could do something with that was really exciting and something that I could share with people. And um, anyway, I looked, I looked for about two years. So I made friends with lots of farmers up and down the coast, which is pretty great. And this bit of North Cornwall for you, so for listeners, listeners who aren't in the UK, so we're right on the we're right on the kind of North Cornish coast here, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I man I managed to find this piece of land. I saw it a year before, um, and then it suddenly disappeared. And I remember seeing it for the first time and thinking, you know, from the map above, that is amazing because it's got two water sources on it. It's 43 acres and it's got an old engine house. Apparently it's the first fully restored engine house in North Cornwall. 
Um, it was restored in 1972. But yeah, it's a very, very special piece of land. And it was an old slate quarry and it had been abandoned. Um, yeah, and it went off the market. And then I saw it a year later with only three days to go. Hmm. So I drove down, ran down with my partner, who's an ecologist, and we literally ran around. And he was like, Louise, it's great. Get it, get it. <laughs> <laughs> so I got on the phone, and that was all that I could do. I couldn't turn up to the auction. There wasn't enough time. I think it was my f- kids' Easter holidays. So I just did it all on the phone, which felt feels like Monopoly. <laughs> and you got it? I got it. I got it. And um, I got it with a 999-year lease. So it's uh, with the Duchy of Cornwall. So my peppercorn rent that I have to give him is a daffodil every year that I meant to take to Highgrove. Is that right? Yeah. Is that seriously right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you do that? Uh, I made it. him a belt the first year <laughs> out of organic Highland cattle from North Devon with a daffodil on it. And mm. underneath it, it written my my first year's peppercorn rent. I hope that would cover me for a few years. Amazing. Wow. And so that was... So then, why Kudvar? What was the... So I, I uh, knew that the only thing that I could do, that I couldn't build a house on it, I couldn't do anything. The only thing I could pretty much do was camping. So that made it really simple. And... Um, I stayed here with my boys for about a year. Uh, yeah, for about a year. And we just camped here. I had an old VW van and we just camped. And because I've had bits of land before, I knew I just needed to take my time with it. And I really didn't want anyone forcing me to, to you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to mm. do with it, Louise? So I just spent time getting to know it. That's interesting. <coughs> in um, Just that whole idea of spending time somewhere without, like, interfering and... And I guess, yeah, getting to understand more about how the land, what it's all about, I guess, and what's going on. And did you discover things in that year that sort of, um, you know, were different to what you, you know, did you come with some assumptions, but that were sort of shifted during that year by spending time or? Yeah, I mean, you, you know, as as we walked up to the Kudvar, I was just showing you some strawberries mm. and they've just come out two days ago. So, you know, when you have a piece of land like this and you're very quiet on it and it's very simple and you're walking across it a lot, like I am, all the time, every day I notice something different and it's in your own time. It's in bio time, they call it, mm. nature time. And, um, you know, that is just amazing, having a relationship with a piece of land. It's a very special thing. It's like having a relationship with a person, Mm. I think. Yeah, and I I mean, I just, I mean, I had a a scoot around the site just this morning. And there's a lot, there's a lot going on here. So I imagine you must be still discovering things or noticing things. Yes. Yeah, and what happens is you clear an area... And then another area reveals itself. And because this was an industrial site, really early industrial slate quarry, um, it had many kind of leak systems on it, which I'm still trying to work out in my head. And lots of industrial buildings, small buildings, Mm. lots of roads, multiple roads. 
Like, like, <coughs> when would this have been? When was this fully functioning then, as a <coughs> as a mine or quarry? And I think it was. Um, uh, I should know this, but <laughs> I actually don't. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. a while you know, eighteen seventy <laughs> something <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah eighteen seventy. I think, and I think it was only running for twenty twenty five years. It was an unsuccessful seam. It's of Delible slate. So in slate you get quartz seams and in quartz you get gold. Huh. Um, but yes, it is, you know, there are mountains of slate here and so much biodiversity within that. So you get lots of low level plants in slate quarries. So it's uh, the habitat here, it's a mosaic habitat. So it's got bare rock, a waterfall, another water source, willow woodland, um, and we've got deciduous woodland here as well. So within that woodland, we built a Danish cabin, a temporary building. It's quite big. And it's a two-thirds copy of the engine house. And uh, it's surrounded by bluebell woods. And they are just about to pop. Hmm. That, and that, so that's because I was walking down there this morning. So that wooden, that's a sort of a, a, a is to sort of honour the... the the, sh the chimney shaft is it of the mine that wooden structure you've got yeah that that's right? exactly right yeah and just really useful as well to you know it's a nod to the heritage on site mm. and you know it makes sense so you were so you were saying like so camping felt like but you know that's the thing like i mean i'll link to obviously all the photos and stuff of here so people can you know really see how this what this place is about but what is certainly not it's certainly not camping. <laughs> no. What what how did the Kudvar itself what's how did this come about? Well, after my first year I thought, right, okay, I know what it is that I want to do. I want I want to build something really original. And I decided to call um Ben Huggins who um, wasn't an architect at the time, but is now. And I thought, I need to get Ben. He's a genius. And he is a genius. Um, I need to get him before he becomes ultra famous and I can't get a hold of him. But um, I'd worked with Ben before on other projects and um, he's just really fun, um, very sparky uh, and incredibly talented. He's studied with John Makepeace, doing furniture design, and then did a lot of buildings, um, and then has become an architect. And so we walked the land many, many times, and um, got together a master plan of the site. So we realized we needed to make, to fit in with planning, we need to make temporary buildings, and temporary buildings need to be um, made off-site, and then shipped onto site. And then, uh, you know, I was the client, so I had really, really specific needs. And I wanted the Kudvar to feel really challenging. I wanted them to be up high so that they were in the elements. I wanted them, I wanted people to, a lot of people are quite scared of heights, very slightly scared of heights. They won't tell you, but I can see. Um, but when you come up and down the stairs, even that in itself, very quickly, I see people walk up for the first time and then I see them a couple of days later and they're just like dig, 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 <laughs> down the stairs. And it's great. It's a challenge that you've overcome. Yeah. And it's so it has that like feel good. You know, that's yeah. what that's how I want people to leave. Like, wow, what just happened to me there? <laughs> yeah. 
you know. I love that. But yeah, so we they had to be temporary buildings. They had to be within certain dimensions. I wanted them to have a big sofa, which is what we're sitting on now, yeah. with a viewing window, which is huge, yeah. which we're looking at, at, at my goats yeah. down there who I've follow me everywhere. So stick those up. People can see what we can see. You won't be able to feel what we can feel, but you'll be able to see what we can see a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so and so, were you? So we, this was still your brief. This was your sort so of brief to Ben, was it at the time? This yeah. And we sat down and we did lots of drawings, yeah. and um, you know, uh, and we came up with this design, the Kudvar. So they're site specific. I also wanted them to stand really high above the ground so that um, the ecology underneath wasn't ruined. A lot of houses are built slightly over but you know everything underneath dies back and actually you know they have proved to be amazing because there are no damp issues because you've got wind flowing around them all the time <coughs> yeah but it was they were they're contemplating spaces they're a hundred percent off grid so you only have candles and torches they're comfortable um but small too, small enough so that you get outside, and that's the important thing. It's it's um it's just it's really interesting here because I you know obviously I woke up in one this morning, and um with my and spent the night with my my youngest daughter Willow. We both slept in one last night, and it was just it was it, it as you're talking it's exactly that we were like super comfortable. There was the elements of you know proper darkness. So there was a point where we got when we got in you know slightly late. With my dog that wanted to eat your goats and uh <laughs> it's a little bit of a you know tired kids and everything <laughs> like that and but and uh but i so in the night i got her you know which we we got sorted then i wanted to check on my boy because he was in the van with the dog just want to check he was all right so i thought i had one torch on us i said well i'll be all right you'll be all right when she yeah yeah fine so she was like in you know pitch black in the in the kudval her own for about 10 15 minutes and uh with this you know pretty full-on gale you know but she was she really experienced something, you know, well, we both did, you know, and there's something, as you talk about, there's something about, they're very thoughtfully designed, but I love the fact, like you say, you're very aware of your environment, your surroundings, and I think that's what's really interesting about this. It's like, you're really, by the way this place is, I think people are, you know, you're, you're I don't say force, but you are, if you, I mean, I think that's obviously people are coming here for that, but, you have to lean into what's happening around you. I yeah. love that. Mm, that's a really good description. Mm. Leaning into it. It's like you're, yeah, you're being asked to. Yeah. And I think it's really good for you. And I think, you know, last year I had 500 people here and that wasn't even to the events that we run. Yeah. And I really wanted to be on the ground and see how people reacted and the reactions of them living in this prototype living. Right, that's yeah. what we call it. Yeah. Um, living in this way was really fascinating to me because people dropped really quickly. They stopped using their mobile phones. They very, very quickly learned how to, you know, passively learn. So, for example, we've got solar chargers here for mobile phones. We're like, look, you don't need the lights on. We don't need energy. Yeah. Let's just use the sun. Yeah. You know, so you know, and they're like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. You know, and uh, and they won't forget that. And it makes a connection, not a disconnect. Yeah, I mean, we're it's it's such interesting times because in, you know if we, when when I was 
step back and go back into the you know go back to the sort of constructed home and the city and and all the things that we've become used to being you know around us and things that we need in order just to go about our daily lives and it's always it's for me it's fascinating uh letting go of a lot of that and like you say being in somewhere like Kudvar where you are you have to minimalize um you have to get rid of a lot of these things that you might you know feel a part of your day-to-day lives but that letting go is just wonderful because then once you're sort of in once you've sort of surrendered to the to the place mm-hmm. you know i think you just start to become more present actually there's a sort of a presence that happens you know? yeah um and ti- time expands yeah i think you know you almost feel like you've been here for more than two days yeah. but it's not a it's not a horrible feeling it's a really yeah. nice feeling so this one we're in now this was the first one mm. and then you now have four yeah so we've got four kudvar and kudvar what does means kudvar mean yeah <laughs> yeah it means um hideout in cornish so these are hideouts and they are hideouts. They definitely are hideouts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we 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 would like to... We've designed a four-man kudvar. These are two-man. So we designed for some four-man kudvar. And we're designing something at the moment I can't really talk about. But it's very exciting. Some we'll architectural canvas. We'll do another canvas. episode but one, at some time to, to explore that one. But, yeah. So, um, yeah, this this one was the first one. It was the prototype. So I lived in this for a month. We built this in a cow shed um, in Tintagel, which is very funny. Brilliant. <laughs> but um, and the other three were built by three cabinet makers in three months. And how did they enjoy this brief? Well, this is pretty unusual, right? I can't yeah. imagine you'd get asked to be, to build a kudvar very often. I think if um you know everyone knows if Ben or I ask them to do something, it's not going to be normal probably. But I remember walking in and seeing them with Ben, um and it was all triangles. I will I'll find a picture for you. But I wrote some notes a while ago because I did a talk, and uh, all triangles came into my head. And I just we walked in, and there were you know it was at the stage that it hadn't been put together. They were just they were just scratching their heads a bit that you could have got it really wrong. <laughs> but I think um one of the things that we've been really and it's really exciting because you suddenly learn a lot about yourself when you do a project like this. You know, we really needed some can-do people. And I decided to do it in really quick bursts. And um, that's been just been so successful for us, being able to build really quickly, really succinctly, and to put it in, not to elongate a project. And that, yeah, that has really, really worked. And did you said so were they staggered then the the four were they all up pr- pretty fast then so yeah so we we did this one I lived in it for a month which was awesome it was amazing I'd like have that door open and have a cup of coffee in the morning in my silk dressing gown you know <laughs> up, <laughs> in the, up in the trees up course. in the sky and then be think you know there's a there are some amazing birds right in front of me and they yeah. don't know that I'm here yeah. 
I mean, this morning, we, I must admit, when the when the dawn the dawn chorus started, and this is mad gale going on, but Will and I, it was literally like, I thought the birds were in the <laughs> good far, because the one we're in, is it's got quite a lot, it's like a copse around it, isn't there? And it's yeah, like, yeah, it is, um, and it a stream. Like, it was, we were sort of looking for the birds. <laughs> yeah. It was, uh, it was quite extraordinary. And they're so nice in the summer, you can open the door and just sleep with, you know, looking out, so you're even higher when you're up in the bed, just lying down, drifting. Um, yeah, so we have lots of books in the Kudvar as well, lots of architectural books. And that's really important that you just sit and read and talk. You go to bed early because you're, you know, there are no lights. Well, it gets dark, right? It's kind of, ha- it's sort of, it's the rhythm that we've been m- moving to for thousands of years, <laughs> really, isn't it? Yeah. Um, people, I've had people wake up at 12 o'clock. <laughs> just like God, we've missed the day. We've come down, especially we missed the day. And you know, you think, "Oh, good. I'm glad you've had a really good sleep." You know, mm. you need it. And um, you must have. I mean, that month you spent in here, then you again, you must have, you must have learned a lot again about how this. I don't know what was it. Has it? Did it lead to? You know, did it lead into the design of how you've sort of designed the whole place? And what did you learn on that month? Yeah, so so it was really just about making sure the Kudvar, you know, could be lived in and could be lived in really well. And if we need to make any more iterations to it, which we did, um, but not many. And again, that comes up time and time again, you know, is that Ben is an incredible designer and he just gets it right. He gets it right really quickly. That's really clever. Mm. It's not an easy thing to do. But um, the others we put together, we had them come on a big lorry and we had a crane driver here and we put the legs up and um, from the first iteration, they're quite hard. We moved this one in with the telehandler and we had the glass in separately. So I was up on the telehandler putting the glass in. And um, which is a bit tricky, so we <laughs> yeah, decided to it. do it in another way <laughs> next <laughs> time. But um, uh, yeah, all the glass panels came in uh, inside the Kudvar, and the other Kudvar are very, very slightly smaller. They're very, very well built. I don't know if you, you know, can see the difference. So this is slightly bigger, but I love this Kudvar. It is my favourite because I spent all that time in it, and the stairs are the other side of the door. Yeah, that's right can see it now the health and safety danger access yeah. uh yeah so you know we didn't change much but the we put the legs up we put it all up in one day and the crane came and popped them on top and i just wanted to do all four quite quickly again so that the ecology could grow back underneath it because obviously there's an amount of land damage that you do and i really i'm so careful here you, you know back planting and making sure everything goes back and the um the communal kitchen space and it's again all was this all part of thinking about how how's this site going to operate as a kind yeah. of yeah you know because it it's, it's it's interesting i was thinking last night and i've been talking to i was down in devon last week and talking to some um some people about some 20 somethings about home and housing and you know there's quite a lot of talk about sort of community type approaches to living and chatting to this one guy who's building some with four other friends 
um, uh, a community-based housing setup, but actually it's a, they've built they're building one structure for food and gathering and whatever, and then their own small structures for their own space. And and obviously this is you know this is about here you've got you know transient guests coming in and out and visitors and stuff but but actually there is it's a it's a community right that the design of it is mm. um yeah you can you can steer people if you're clever mm. if you, you know um you can steer people to the right places mm. and allow them to let here at Kudva you can either be really communal or you can just hang out your Kudva mm. and not see anyone mm. so you've got that choice so they've all got fire pits outside them and you could take everything from inside the communal building and cook here. Yeah. So sometimes that happens. Yeah. But more often than not, people really like to talk. Yeah. And I think there's this perfect amount of people that you can have that kind of the mix has got to be right. And uh, it's good if there's someone around just to kind of just slightly link and then lots of conversations happen lots of friendships lots of business mm. good business mm. happens here and that I really wanted that interesting and so where are people I mean when you started like where were your where are people coming from where, where how do people start to find out about this what you're doing uh People come from. I really wanted it to be in, like an international project as well. I wanted people from everywhere to come, and uh, luckily that's happened. Like the first year, I think I had lots of people from Holland, Nepal, Canada, I, lots of places. Nice. I haven't written them all down, but yeah, and lots of people from Cornwall come as well, which is great. Mm. And Devon. And Bristol is obviously easy. Yeah. And what are you noticing about... Because you recently you've done... Like you've just been experimenting, haven't you, with this artist retreat? Yeah, so um, although the Kudvar are for clients that come in maybe for two days, um, my sort of research on just being on the ground has led me to want to make other Kudvar it was always part of our master plan Kudvar just means hideout so mm. you know this is a Kudvar a four man hideout would be a Kudvar a workspace would be a Kudvar you know they're all you know so every year we wanted to build something or maybe every other year to sit within the main master plan and the right amount of people being on site without damaging the site and it retaining its wild and that is really important mm. as well that, that you know there aren't too many people here mm. um but yeah sorry i've got totally no no got so, your question. so i know you just had this this um you were you just did this experiment i think where you had um oh yeah the artist in residence. residence thing yeah tell mm. us a bit about that so um we decided i've been looking at we Ben and I have been looking at live workspaces, really optimum live workspaces, because I want people to come here and feel optimum, really optimum. Be, you know, leaving thinking I can do a project. And a lot of people write to me and say that's what's happened when they've come here. So, um, yeah, being able to come and do your work 
you know, hopefully you're doing work that sits with you really well and your personality really well and is part of your life. You know, they're the kind normally the kind of people that we have that come here. So, um, yeah, we wanted to experiment with live like really, yeah, succinct optimum live workspace like no other ever seen before <laughs> you know and thinking that you can do that you yeah. know i don't know whether i can do that or not but i think i've got a pretty good idea yeah and so i wanted to get some data and research and i thought i'd really like to do an artist residency so we've just had two weeks ago we had uh all the kudvar full with um a f- one was a filmmaker right to Rome and they live on the road in their van they're amazing um some guys that were finishing off a book and musicians so he was making quite a lot of music inside the Kudvar uh and just doing a lot of photography and then we had a sustainable fashion designer who's really incredible who makes garments really technical garments of recycled um, tents. Mm. And uh, then we had an interior architect who's designing a uh, floating sauna at the moment. She decided. <laughs> a floating sauna, brilliant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they, and they, it was amazing for me to see as well. We interviewed them at the beginning and interviewed them at the end, um, asking how Kudvar changed that sort of process. And we think that five days is a really great time to do some a really nice big chunk of work where you can go away and just keep flowing with it. But yeah, they were all very, very different and used used the Kudvar in very different ways. And mm. uh, they've all come out with some... We own, The only output we asked for was just a blog at the end of it. Um, and they all, yeah, they're starting to send things now and it's really exciting amazing and what do you i mean i mean i think this is this is this is all i guess it makes sense because again when we're working many of us are working in you know spaces that are kind of highly modernized or you know efficient and you know got all these kind of you know lighting lots of lights and you know and electricity and <laughs> all these kind of facilities and but also even the rhythm of work is often quite um set in many ways for, for many of us and and I guess I guess this that the experiment you've just done is must be fascinating because you're sort of throwing all of that up in the air really here but then you're adding in all of this energy and you know so like even to like taking away you know mains lighting but as I was walking around today again you're just struck by how incredible the light is here and how it shifts and changes and what that must be doing to your creative process or your energy itself or your concentration and focus so you've got all these sort of wild dimensions i guess that are that are probably stirring things up yeah and um you know there's been a lot of research on elevated thought patterns when you're up high huh. And not only is is Kudvar itself the the quarry itself up high, so like we can see the sea now. Yeah, I mean we're 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 properly <laughs> elevated. And then the Kudvar is elevated, mm. and something happens. It's like your shoulders drop and your head goes up, and you start thinking bigger, more creative thoughts. 
Huh. And, uh, you know, I was really interested. Yeah, really interested in that. But, yeah. Um, and they all knew that they were coming to the, an off-grid spot. So for the filmmakers, they needed to make sure they had all their power packs and things like that as well. But actually, they dropped that in the end. And um, they did loads of written work, which is what happens when you work off-grid. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, how how these constraints tend to go the other way you know they tend to make us more productive more creative or you know and and uh more alive you know yeah. i'm i'm sure more spontaneous more kind of you know mm. and all these things that we sort of often are kind of what you know many you know in our kind of fast modern busy lives are sort of looking for those kinds of abilities to you know to, to work mm. in those ways and actually there's something isn't it about how you know obviously say constraints build breed creativity but it is it's um it's it for me it's so interesting because i'm so i'm i'm you know i'm puzzled by the pace that modern civilization's going at because <laughs> i'm worried by it deeply because it's just it just feels like we're you know moving towards an edge you know yeah and I, it's it, but it seems it, it seems also like no matter how much information, how much intelligence our bodies are telling us and science tells and all these things, we still we're all going. I don't know where we're going, or where we're heading, but but when you do disrupt your your way of doing things intentionally, mm. you know, and you do uh, experiment more in stuff, it's extraordinary what you know what comes through a process like that where mm. you go actually I don't. We don't need to be doing. We don't need to be running that fast all the mm. time. And mm. Mm. I don't know. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah, um, and it becomes analog. And you know, if you're working, if you're working off grid, um, you know. But it's it's not just that. It's it's the nature around you. Mm. It's really. Um, it's so powerful. Mm. It is so powerful. And, you know, when you breathe fresh air, really fresh air, you know, and you drink, we have boho water here, um, and you sleep well, your brain starts functioning, you know, in a much better way. Yeah, I mean, you, I mean, you, we, you know, in the, the sort of, we talk about the story of, the story of separation, that's in the of separation from life that's occurred in our modern world but w here you are literally participating <laughs> with uh, with uh, the wider natural world it's just it, you know you're in it yeah you're you, part of it yeah and you really feel that mm. i mean we're actually you know we've got, i mean it's properly galing today but you can you know you've got that 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 movement with the trees which is just you know when do you ever have that <laughs> no it's really special uh, I think that's I think that's interesting. What you, you know, the, this this you know, collecting, you know, running these kind of experiments and collecting some data on this. I think that's yeah. There's a lot in that because I think we're so you know we, I think we intuitively know that we're all frying ourselves with technology and mm. social media and always on and we're just so distracted from something I was reading the other day. That, you know, when we, it's actually, it stops almost us being able to open our imaginations to what else could be yes you know Con it's contemplation yeah stopping 
and let your mind grow mm. and contemplation great ideas mm. come from that mm. and yeah that is your you know if you come for, for me I'm here all the time so it's you know sometimes I think I'm a bit too wild abandoned <laughs> probably <laughs> and I go down to the shelf and I think oh my god what's it, what am I? Look, wild I, ca- I catch myself <laughs> in the mirror and go, ah, wild woman. Uh. But, um, you know, not, you know, hopefully not as well. But, um, yeah, I think you, to, to create a gap in your life is really have a little gap, even if it's just two days. I think it's really beneficial. And that... And that is, I I want I I want people to come here, and I want them to share their stories, and I want them to feel really safe, and I want them to, um, yeah, just open their minds, and I want them to be really sustainable and really raw. Yeah. Um, we I worked with a really another really good friend of mine, really lucky. I went to art college at Camwell in the. 1990s and all of my friends are creatives really and um yeah i feel really it's so incredible that i know all those people now and i just hooked up with an old friend and she's got a company um she's a creative um but we've just been working on these um Kudvar values and experience principles and I was just going to read them out to you because it's like a really solid piece of work that we've just done so we were trying to find the north star for Kudvar um, and came up with architectural hideouts in unexpected places Uh, and because I've got lots of future plans in other places as well and then um, the Kudvar values were challenging perceptions, raw intention, prototype living, mm. and mesmeric sustainability. And the experience principles are the principles that people should feel when they come here and should leave with the, those feelings are ruthless kindness curated creativity, wild abandon, elevated experience, and off-grid conversations. Mm. And that is my filter. Yeah. Yeah, well, that, that makes sense to me, having <laughs> having had uh, 24 hours here. I mean, I think the, the edge, this raw this rawness, but also this what I would call the edge of comfort, maybe. Mm. I quite like, because I like I like the fact that, you know, it's very thoughtful. It's like, it's very awesome, um, but it's very wild. And, you know, the place, it, it's, a, you know, it's, it's, it's like, for me, it's about um, you're, you're living within this environment here not the other way around. Do you know what I mean? It's like the place is is the place here. It's doing its thing. As much as you can see, you're trying to allow um, the non-human world to sort of prior- have priority, you know? Mm. And, um, and, I, and, and it's very, very rare in our 
lives, particularly in, in you know highly developed industrial <laughs> culture societies, where you can find that, where you can experience that, you know. So you've got this kind of like you're well, you're well looked, you're well kind of held here, mm. but there is, it's you're on the edge. Yeah, and I think that's for me anyway. That's my sort of. Mm. And I really appreciate that because I feel the need for more edge <laughs> in our lives. <laughs> you know, a yeah, little bit to more, the right place. A little then, bit Dan. more, kind of like you know, uh, you know, yeah, a little just being shake, shaken up a little bit. You know, but as I say, in a, in a not in a not in a not in a um, not in a not in a you know a, a dangerous or scary way, but shaken up having your senses a little bit stirred yes <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah and it is that yeah awakened yes yeah yeah um when we arrived yesterday you were running the the sunday sessions mm. tell me about that 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 structure because there's a fun interesting story behind that isn't there and how that all came about. Yeah, we had a call from a production company who worked with Carlsberg. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, they they make a bar in an unusual place every year, Carlsberg, and then they film it. And they saw Kudva and they saw our space and we already knew we wanted something. We kind of have a really good idea about where where are good locations for Kudva. So we knew that um, above the waterfall would be a really great spot, obviously. <laughs> Above the forty foot waterfall. Above a waterfall, you know, on <laughs> on the North Cornish coast. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of wild, and it's also it's really properly, it's lovely, kind of gnarly little trees and copses, and it's very. I mean, it's a quiet yeah. spot. Yeah, yeah, and that's um, that's that's underneath it is the original quarry. So there's water in the bottom of it, probably about a quarter of an acre, and then there's forty foot waterfall, and then the big ledge of deciduous woodland with all these bluebells that I was talking about earlier, and um, yeah, Ben from New British Design came up with. We'd surveyed the engine house here on site, so um, the stone engine house, you know, the t traditional Cornish engine houses which we have, and I don't think it ever been surveyed before, but it has these really beautiful proportions. I don't know if you've been in it yet. Yeah. Next time, but um, yeah, it's got really. They're all really different the engine houses but it's got really lovely proportions so we surveyed that and made a two-thirds copy so um we just know that any kind of architectural hideouts that we make whether they're a bar which they were it was for Carlsberg you know also has to have accommodation in it and um so yeah it's got a mezzanine level in it and it's got four bunk beds again really fun uh, you know the Kudva that we're sitting in now is really fun. It's meant to be. Mm. Uh, so, and then it's got two beds downstairs. But we, yeah, w so Carlsberg, we, we Ben designed it as a flat pack. 
because it's temporary building and we use temporary footings so it could be taken down and um yeah and it's got yes as i said two-thirds copy of the engine house sliding doors everywhere so it's really beautiful it's a real it space can really change in there to however you want it to have the light is or you can sit in the corner of the sofa and look out at the quarry and the cave at the back of the quarry and i mean it's pretty special and on Saturdays we do yoga on the deck and it's a, it's a really good event space and it's also not a coupled space, it's a space for separate people. So we've been speaking to Exeter University and Falmouth University about doing some renewable research here. So it's a great research station. Mm. It means that you could just house six separate people in it. But we have events there, we rent it out sometimes and then we have events there. So yesterday, when you arrived, we had, uh, we call it our Sunday service, and it's just a way for us and the community to celebrate Sunday. And we have some amazing DJs. We always just select different people. We have a crew that we always use who are very good friends and really talented. Uh, and we have amazing food. Always wood-fired chefs here. We've got about five different wood-fired chefs that we use. So yesterday actually was a guy called Will from Beautiful in the Feast and guy that was Master of Taste at Ottolenghi for six years. So not bad. No. I missed it. What were they doing? Damn. <laughs> we turned up too late. <laughs> yeah, flatbreads and, yeah, like amazing salmon and dal and roasted broccoli and, I mean, they... You know they do good, nice. and then you know we just it's a it's a family day, so loads of kids, lots of different um you know from really young to really old, and in between. Amazing. Well, I've been um yeah I mean I, I sort of feel like I need to lie down on the kudvar again because <laughs> 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 it's uh, I'm I'm, sens I'm sensory sense sen my senses are awake. It's been really interesting to come here and you know, we've been chatting for a, on and off, feels like for quite for about probably a year or so, isn't it? So it's nice to get here now and actually mm -hmm. feel the Kudvar experience. What, um, obviously I'll put all the links in the show notes and people can check you out, but what's, what's the plans for this year and how do people get in touch? And uh, You can look at our website. Mm -hmm www.kudhava.com <laughs> it's funny funny spelling i love the fact now i know it's it's hideout that's just so brilliant mm. yeah. yeah so so great the cornish language yeah on the front of the kudva on the front of here you've got open and then Yegri is open in Cornish ah. so there's quite a bit of Cornish it's a it's a dying language yeah it's really unusual. It's it's feels really c lots of curs. And yeah, like is that is it being kept alive at all? The language? Sorry, I don't think that I don't no. think there's very much funding to go towards it. Yeah. So we really, you know, that's kind of within our sort of future phasing that we use it quite a lot. Um, you know, on all our sort of ecological signage and route throughs and. 
yeah. So, but you can get in touch. Yeah, have a look at the website. We're on Instagram. Our Instagram posts really kind of show mm. what could was like. And you can put in a hashtag could vibes, K-E-D-V-I-B-E-S. And they're other people's experience of could vibes. So that's, it's really authentic and kind of, you know, it's like one of my guilty pleasures if I haven't been here all weekend and I'm just trying to... Like, Search that hashtag. Yeah, I'm like, who, who's been here and where did they go? <laughs> yeah. And then I think, wow, they got down there. No one yeah. else has got down there before. <laughs> who's having could vibes? Who? Who yeah. is? <laughs> who had them? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But it's a good, a, good, a really good way to share. So yeah, and then you can just DM us straight mm. on there, or yeah, just just get in touch and email. Or there's a really good booking system. So yeah, and you are. I mean, we've got this book in front of us. You're, 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 you're you know, people are picking up on what you're doing here, right? And uh, yeah, and um, some, you know, you've got quite. There's feels, feels like there's there's a lot of interest in what you're what you've got cooking here. Yeah, I think when you do something original, people love it. Mm. I don't think there's enough originality. That's one of my really big things. And, you know, I think a lot of people just mimic and copy and regurgitate. And that's really boring. Mm. Do you think... um, And unsensory. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. And do do you think people are seeing the people you've got you've had coming through Kudvar do you are, are they do you, are you seeing sort of patterns or themes in the types of people that are coming are are people coming with a real sense that they 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 know what this is you know they know they need this almost thing or is it are people just coming with I'm sort of curious as in because it feels to me like I say like the more the the sort of crazier the modern world gets the more Kudvar we might need in our yeah. lives you know yeah. um, I'm just wondering whether you if there's any of that, if people are sort of feeling that, you know, coming with that kind of like hope or, or are they just coming because of the, I guess there's so much going on. There's so much about what you're doing yeah, here. I think, I think, um, you know, have lots of different types of people, but I think everyone leaves. Yeah. Feeling like they've had a break yeah. from the world. Yeah. From the modern world. Yeah. And I think they, I think it's really positive. And I think that, you know, I mean, we get some really hardcore travellers. So for them, this is nothing, you know. But we also get people that probably feel quite challenged with it, think mm. it's, you know, so. Yeah, it's nice. I was, uh, I was, uh, I was having a, uh, making a cup of coffee this morning. It's probably about, about quarter to seven. And uh, I bumped into a chap was making a cup as well and he was in one of the kudvars and you know we had you know we had big wins last night right now i mean not the biggest wins you get down here but they were still pretty yeah. pretty significant you know <laughs> and uh and it was so cool because it's like you know we were both kind of like god it's quite exhilarating wasn't it do you know what i mean whereas 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 like you could imagine you could sort of imagine a sort of like you know down the down 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 the road i don't know further into some sort of campus i'm going what a bloody awful night, wasn't it? I mean, then the roof nearly came off the place, you know. And it's sort of yeah. just this, but there's just a flip in mindset of which it's like, wow, how amazing to be sort of feeling like you were kind of being, you know, enveloped. You were sort of this gale was surrounding you, but in, yeah. you know, but you felt, yeah, 
like this is a pleasure yeah <laughs> you yeah know? do you know what i mean well it was good to turn up and you know um your wife was just saying i loved it yeah <laughs> you know yeah. i thought oh yeah that is really genuine yeah she did yeah no she did they all did We've, they've all like woke up like you know with a real sort of like wow and uh we went down to Trabar with this morning with a dog and just the energy on the beach you know, and they were running and climbing yeah. the rocks. Everyone was just like, whoa, you know, and you could, dog was going bonkers. You could just feel this yeah. kind of like elemental kind of soup, you know, yeah. <laughs> just, and, it, and, and everyone was buzzing. Yeah. And the more you mm. get it, the more you want it. Yeah. I think. Yeah. And I love, I really feel like, I feel like, you know, without making too hasty a remark, I think the Cornish are quite wild and I really feel really at home with that. Yeah. And I think they're, you know, they are can-doers from this sort of industrial past. And, yeah. you know, being somewhere like here with the slate quarry, I mean, I don't know how they move some of those pieces, you know, manually had all this incredible engineering, but also like a really stoic determination and... You know, I think they're they're wild because you you become a part of your landscape. Yeah, right. You do whatever you know. You you become part of that. It's too big for you not to uh, sort of mimic it in a way. And um, yeah, so I th I I really like I I really like everyone here. I think there's there's like you said, like an edge, like something wild, and it is. Yeah. It's windy here. Yeah. It's funny because there's a theme that I've um, has come through in a lot of the conversations on this podcast um, many times, and obviously the nature of people I'm having conversations with, but there's this, you know, talk of how our, how our environment shapes us, you know, and how it affects our state of mind and our way of being in the world. And, and obviously always, you know, the, one of the edges I'm often exploring is that, you know, in a highly industrialised culture where more and more of life happens in very constructed, built environments that have designed out most of our connection to anything that's not human, you know. And what is what is that doing? And obviously, and how that shifts people. And again, so when you, you know, when you're able to kind of break through that and experience something where you are part of this bigger system that's at play and you're more, you know, you're, you can't design it out. <laughs> and, uh, but just how it feels, and I know it almost feels obvious, but it just feels more and more, this stuff feels really important, like to our future, how we're designing places and we're continuing to build these you know, these kind of big human populations in these cities, but why aren't we designing more of this into those places? You know, it's yeah. all possible. Yeah. It's it's just nuts, you know, and yeah. seeing how, you know, it's impacting people's mental health. well-being and health, yeah. their ability to, the, 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 you know, I, one of the things always interesting, people talk about, oh, solitude and nature, but I always think that you, when you're in relationship with the natural world, you are actually, you're in community, you know, mm. you're sort of, mm. yeah. you know, you're participating yeah. in all these different ways. And I don't know, you s there's, a, there's an openness. Um, and, you're, and you're getting to see seasons. Mm. So I think your body clock 
maintains the right rhythm, mm. you know, really ancient rhythm. Mm. And, you know, I think you can get very easily distracted by nature, you know, the most simple things, especially if you're noticing it all the time. I think, yeah. And the, I think that exactly that and this darkness, thing I was, re I was re um, reading recently about some, some research that's being done into kind of artificial lighting and what that's doing to human health. So there was some kind of survey that was um, a piece of research. I can't remember where it came out of, but it was suggesting that people that were working in like night shifts in um, artificial lighting environments at times during the night. So there was talking about hospital workers and factory work and all sorts. And that seemingly there was higher rates of chronic stress-related illness, including cancers and stuff. Yeah. And again, I know that's not, on its own, it's obviously part of all kinds of other factors, but it makes sense, right? Because our our physiology, our body is is no different than it was thousands of years ago, right? It's just it's just you know the way our body responds to you know elements, light, darkness, all these kind of things. The system, our own kind of rhythm and internal system, it's still tuned in to that. Yeah. So if we're putting it into environments that are completely off kilter you know lighting when mm. we should be in darkness mm. Mm. um and i got that you can really get that light here last night that just you know it gets dark it gets it's dark it's mm. properly dark mm. and say you want to just turn in mm. <laughs> which is and amazing we have like zero light pollution here mm. because the kudvara you know they're just lit by candles and yeah. torches and we don't have lighting you know lighting your way and actually, it's much better. Yeah, well it's you that start and it's that edge again, right? It's a yeah. bit of edge. Yeah, but it's a it's healthy because you're you're awake. <laughs> <And> sometimes, <laughs> you know, one of the Kudvar K four, it's like a little bit tricky to get to. And I have people have turned up. I've turned up in the middle of the night, and people are slightly lost. <laughs> you know, and I have to say, like, make sure you know that you go round that tree over so you sort of walk them through it over the slatted wood you know across two big slates the streams on your left you know <laughs> it, sounded, it sounded like you were it sounded i was gonna say like it's i felt like you were i was going back i was going back you know going back in time past this past the big slate by the <laughs> river you know past the that goat willow over there you know and it's just like those you know, it's not Google Maps, is it? And no. um, <laughs> I love that. It's like, uh, yeah, it's like going back again. I've been talking about this a lot recently as well. Like this sort of, the modern world doesn't like this idea of going back. It seems to think that all the intelligence is ahead, oh, you know. Yeah. But actually, Christ, there's so much wisdom yeah. <laughs> to be drawn on. Yeah. Well, I did think yesterday at the Sunday service. You know, you know that the people that... Because it's tricky to get here. You've got to go to the bottom car park, walk... Yeah, again, like it's like a map, walk past the engine house. You know, you mm. have to use a map. We've got I like maps. your I like your signage. It's like, if you want... You want what does it say? It's like, because you give people a choice of routes. There's a yeah. sort of like the easier route, but and it's longer. And the adventurous route. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So I, when people turn up, I'm like, mm, okay, I've already got judgment. <laughs> Which I shouldn't have. Sorry. <laughs> oh, but you've got you've you've given choice, which is what I like. It's yeah, like for no, those that want it's, to, it's fun. It's fun mm. again. You know, it's like 
Yeah. Louise, we should maybe we should call it a yes, call it call it a day should. there. Thank you so much for 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 for, for making Kudvar happen. <laughs> uh it's been amazing to come and hang out and visit Aww. and um yeah, wish you like great vibes for the onward journey. Thanks, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, I you know very interested to have more conversations with you. Yeah. I think you're doing great things and yeah, I you know, I like I like all these thought patterns. I like these new ideas mm. and fresh perspective and, you know, positive attitudes. That's what's going to change things. It is. It's because I've had a night in a Kudvar, you see. I'm like, I'm alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, thank you. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Louise uh, from Kudvar. It really is an amazing place. If you get the chance to go, um, do visit Kudvar in North Cornwall. If you want to just, yeah, ground yourself, escape from the madness, um, reconnect with your deeper self and to life as it's unfolding all around you, I heartily recommend Kudvar. Um, Creative inspiration, creative energy, you know, it's all in abundance there. Um, And fascinating how she's building it out and the kind of attention to kind of detail and just the energy of the place. Um, I, yeah, go, go check it out. Go check out Kudvar. Um, Okay, so thanks very much for listening. Um, It does mean a lot and, uh, yeah, really appreciate it. So if you like the show, if you like what I'm doing, um, please do share with others who you think might also be digging it. Um, uh, If if there's questions or thoughts or ideas or provocations that are coming to you through these podcasts, please do reach out. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can email me dan at thespaceship.earth or you can get me on Twitter at Dan Solo, Instagram at Dan Solo. Um, yeah, it means it's really great to have connections from people. So please do, please do reach out. Um, and if you like the show and you fancy giving me a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts, that would be awesome as well. So please do that. It doesn't take long. We can literally do it in seconds. Uh, but that'd be marvellous because it helps the podcast to reach more people. If you're digging the Spaceship Earth and you want a T-shirt, I've got these lovely Earthling T-shirts that I've designed up with my good friend Loz Ives. And you can uh, you can purchase those via T-mail from my site, um, thespaceship.earth. Follow the merch sign. Um, and yes... Go easy out there. Remember, folks, there are no passengers on Spaceship Earth. We're all crew. Until next time, peace and...